Who's ready for the word today? Open up your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy. We'll be going there in just a moment. We'll be going there in just a moment. I want to put your foot down. Put your foot down. I forgot to say hello to everyone that's watching online, so hello to you. Thank you. Let's put our hands together for everybody who can't be here today, but they're watching with us online. Thank you all so much for joining us online and watching with us today. Talking about put your foot down. Put your foot down today. And I want to talk to you about that. And I want to explain my little situation. You may have seen, uh, I had a little mask on up in here. Um, Monday, um, I had been wrestling an ear uh, infection for about three to four weeks, and I just did not want to go to the doctor with everything that's going on, and I was trying to self-medicate it and uh, do some little things at home, and it just did not work. So finally, Monday, I went into the doctor, and uh, they gave me an antibiotic, and as soon as I took that thing, my body went haywire, and I had a really serious allergic reaction, and I was swollen, my eyes, my throat, tongue. Uh, I want to tell you about all those things that was happening to me, and I turned orange. I told people that if I had a hairpiece, I'd like Donald Trump up in here, but um, it was just beautiful, beautiful. But uh, other than that, you know, it, it, was, it was really serious, and one of the things that it did is it inflamed my lungs really bad, and I could, it was hard for me to breathe, and um, the doctor said, you should not be exerting your lungs. I said, well, I've got to preach three times Sunday morning, and he just went, so uh, he said, you really need to be wearing a mask when you're around people, so that's why I'm wearing the mask today. So I just wanted to let you know that, that um, I... Um, that's why I'm doing that because uh, of my lungs well, until they heal for a couple more weeks to get where they need to be. I don't want to catch anything or pneumonia and all those things. So, so I'm sitting down today. I'm trying to guard myself. I'm trying to tell myself to calm down today. So uh, that, that's where I'm at. But I want to talk to you today about putting your foot down and because I don't want you to be caught off guard. It is so easy to be caught off guard in this season of life where news is breaking every single day by the minute things are happening around this world. And to put your foot down, sometimes people take that as uh, mean like to take a stand or you're getting mad, I'm putting my foot down. But when I say put your foot down, I mean get, get, get planted. Whenever things come unexpectedly, do not worry about uh, I, don't, I don't want you to be pushed off your foundation. I don't want you to stumble in the waves, in the chaos, in the wind of this life. But I want you to be, not to be caught off guard because when you're caught off guard, sometimes you act differently uh, when you did not know that thing was coming. But when, uh, if you did not know it was coming, you'll act, a little, you'll act a little differently than if you knew it was coming when it happens to you. And whenever you are in the middle of something, whenever you are in the middle of a God assignment, that's when you become the devil's assignment. When you are in the middle of a God assignment, you will become the devil's assignment and his assignment will be to cause you to lose your footing, to cause you to not be able to stand. And I was talking to a, uh, speaking of mask and everything, I was speaking to a church leader uh, the first week of July and we were talking, he's not a pastor, but he is a uh, a big leader in his church and he was talking to me about everything that was happening and he was asking about Legacy Church and how we are doing uh, during this COVID season and how we're handling church and how we're doing three services just church talk and he began to tell me that over 20% of his church has walked out of the church because there was so many arguments over little things about a mask they got up and they walked out over mask and my heart was just broken that Christians in this day 
when we need to be the strongest organization on this planet and we are, and we are fighting and bickering over the mask. And he said 20% of the people literally left, uh, left, um, like not, not we'll come back when Corona's over. No, like they moved membership, did their denomination things. They've departed all because of bickering and cannot, and cannot come to an agreement on mask. And I just, and I, and I say that to you today, um, because whenever he said that to me, I said, well, I said, well, that won't happen here. And he said, why? I said, because my people are smarter than that. Amen. I said, my people, I said, look, I said, legacy people, they're smarter than that. I said, we can see division coming a mile away. I said, and I I looked at him and I said, I said, we'll put our foot down on that. I said, we're not going to allow that to happen. I said, we're bigger than that. We're better than that. I said, we've got the Holy Spirit and nothing like that's going to tear us apart. Can I hear an amen today? And so, uh, and I, and all these things, we start shifting and, and just, I mean, if, if you've been watching the news and if you've been keeping up with our local, our local government and officials, it looks like this mandated, however you want to define that mask is coming. And I, I mean, and people ask, you know, what do you think about that? And, you know, what is this and what is that? And, and, you know, and some people will email me, you know, um, things post on Facebook about this prophet had a dream and what do you think about this dream and all this stuff and I want to tell you about those things you're more than welcome to watch those things God gives people dreams there are prophets in this world but nobody else's dream is going to determine or affect what the word is saying in my life okay if it's in the word it is in the word okay and that's 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 just the way I go by those things and 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 whenever all this stuff starts happening don't get caught off guard I'm not being political today. I'm just being a pastor today. I'm just being real. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And this is, this, this is where I'm at today. I want you in my heart. I'm not telling you this is where you need to be. I'm saying this is where I'm at today. If I have to wear a mask so my kids can go to school in August, I will wear a mask because, because I don't want defects to call because I kill my kids because they're in my house one more day, okay? So I will wear a mask for two weeks, whatever it takes to flatten that out so they can go there. You know what? If, it, if, it, if, if I can wear a mask and it keeps my city open, I will wear a mask. If, if I don't want my city to shut down again. I don't want these doors to shut down again. If I can wear a mask and it keeps you from losing your job, it keeps you from whenever you lose your job, you lose money, you lose your marriage, you, lo- you lose your mind, you, start, you lose your kids. If I can wear a mask and help you out for a few weeks, I'm willing to do that as a pastor. And that's where I stand. And I'm not doing that for applause. I'm not doing that for booze. Uh, I don't know. I'm not doing that for none of those things. I'm just saying that's where I'm at. Okay. And that's where, and you've got to get to a place where we have got to get to a place where we can live this thing out and still be the church. Amen. We can walk through this thing together. We can have disagreements together, but at the end of the day, we've got to be able to put our foot down together. Amen. And stand together. That's what we've got to do. And I say all of this to tell you, don't be caught off guard because the Bible has been warning us about this since its beginning. The Bible, the last days in the Bible, you are living in historical moments as we are seeing the living word of God be living again and brought back to life. We're seeing it come vivid in colors. We're seeing it brought all back to life right before our eyes. And as we talk about the last days, and I hope to go about that even uh, more in depth in a few weeks, but as, as I've been looking over these things and hearing people's discussion, this is what I'm seeing and this is what I'm hearing and this is what 
can happen, that there are two different categories, if you will, of last days living. There are two different ways that you can go about this. There are two different ways that, 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 that we can pros, uh, 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 go through this uh, in our mind. There are two different ways, there are two different uh, styles that you can live in in this last day and everything that's happening on around us. First is 2 Timothy, or excuse me, uh, yeah, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And that word says, this is, this is, this is the first scenario right here. It says, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive. Does this sound familiar? Disobedient to their parents, disobedient to leadership, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. So this is the first situation right here. And these people that are living in this Second Timothy chapter 3 scenario, they see all these negative things happening around them and they can't get past it. That's all they can see. And I'm going to talk to the church today. So if you're watching and you're a believer, I'm speaking to you today because I'm speaking to believers today. There are a lot of believers who are in this mindset that everything is falling apart and, I, and, and, I've, got to, and I've got to go into a dark room. I'm going to get my prayer shawl. I'm going to get my anointing oil. I'm going to get grandma's Bible and I'm hugging this thing out until I hear the... I'm going to hug my Bible until I hear the trumpet sound. I'm not going into the world. The world's crazy. It's falling apart. We can't do anything. Oh, Lord, when are you coming? It's falling apart. And, 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 and they're living in this state of fear because of this Second Timothy of everything that they can see. And although Second Timothy 3 is very real and it's happening now, you've got to be careful that you don't let your mind take root. With that, 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 that is the only thing that you can see in these last days. Amen? Because God has more and it's and it's, and it's this second category that I want to talk to you about today. And the second category, the second scenario of living in this day is Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 29. And it says, in the last days, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Can someone say amen with me today? He says, in the middle of 2 Timothy, in the middle of all this mess that you are seeing right now, he says, I, in those days, I that is exactly where I'm going to pour out my spirit. He even says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. He says, right in the middle of all this mess, in the, in the middle of no self-control and brutality and lovers of evil things, he says, right then and there, your old men will dream dreams again. He says, right then and there, he said, I will give visions to your young people. He says, right in the middle of 2 Timothy chapter 3, while you are scared to death, he said, that is when I want to even on my servants, both men and women, that I will pour out my spirit in those days. Amen? He said, that's what I can do in the middle of this all. 
He said, but if you are living in this 2 Timothy chapter 3 and we're scared to death, we will miss what God is really trying to do in the middle of the mess. And although this is real that we are seeing and it is what we see now, I'm not going to allow myself to, uh, to just to take root in this thing, but I want to take root in something that God is doing. And the church has got to be the place, at a place where they know that this 2 Timothy is real, but I can see a Joel chapter 2 coming. Amen. It may be real, but I can see something greater in God's work because it is written in his word. Amen. But how do I get to that side? We've been talking about a river today. We've been singing about the river. And I and this, this message came up with me and, uh, when I was preparing. And I'm talking about a river today. And so many of us, we are standing on this bank of the river over here. We may be in this second Timothy state where we, are, where we can see all these negative things. We are, we are inundated with media. We are moved by, by everything that's going on around us. There are so much uncertainties. But you say, how do I get to the other bank? How do I get to Joel chapter 2? Where, where, where God is pouring out his presence. How do I transform my mind to get there? How do I stop seeing these things, but I can see his presence? How do I do that? And I want to say it is all about what happens in the middle of the river. It's all about what happens in the middle of the pandemic. It's all about what happens in the middle of your chaos. Because in the middle of it all is where the roughest place is. In the middle of it all is in the middle of a river is when you can really get swept away. In the middle of the river is when it's the most deep. In the middle of the river is where you cannot see the bottom. In the middle, in the middle of it all is where people start to lose focus because they start to lose focus because when they were on that bank, God gave them the word to go. Then they started to go and then everything started to happen and they can't see the word that God told them and they can't see the promise that's waiting on them because the wind and the waves. So all of a sudden, they get discombobulated and they, and they, and, and, and they lose footing and they and they and they get caught up and they get caught up with arguments about a mask or and all these things start happening and they get discombobulated and they can't say look they can't see the promise of God says look I'm trying to do a Joel chapter 2 here I'm trying to do that everything that happens in the middle will determine how fast you get to the other side and when you get to the other side how we handle ourselves in the middle of stuff will determine how and when we get through this thing. See, a lot can happen on the banks of a river. A lot of decisions in historical moments have been made on the banks of the river. Whenever you look at the Bible, a lot was happening on the banks of the river, especially the Jordan River, which I'm going to talk to you briefly about today. The banks of the Jordan River, there's a lot that can happen on the banks of the Jordan River. The Jordan River, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Jordan River is the most commonly used name body of water all throughout Scripture. The Jordan River is the main, the most used body of water named in, in, uh, in, 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 in throughout Scripture. And whenever you start to look up the name Jordan, the Jordan River, Jordan means to descend. And this is why a lot of people don't like getting into the river. This is why a lot of 
of people can't, can't, can't survive in, 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 in the middle of mess because they feel like they're descending instead of going up. But you've got to understand something that in the spiritual realm of all of these things, uh, everything is different. Everything, it is supernatural. It is reverse of the natural. And in the spiritual realm or in the physical, it may feel like a physical descent. But physical descent often leads to spiritual ascent. Amen? So it is so different. But the, but, but the Jordan River here was a place for, where not only battles were fought, but it was a place of breakthrough and it was a place of promise. Wherever you are fighting your battles at today, God can turn that into a place of breakthrough. Amen? Wherever you fight your battles, there is a promise for breakthrough. Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan in this passage, passage in Joshua chapter 4, if you'll turn there with me. Joshua chapter 4. He, uh, Joshua led the Israelites from that side of the Jordan to this side of the Jordan. He got a word on this side of the Jordan that they needed to cross. And then over here was the promised land. So somewhere in the middle is where everything was about to happen. At the end of Joshua 3, just to set this story up, um, the, the, the priest, the high priest, is walking ahead of the people and he is carrying the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is symbolic of the Holy Spirit as we have preached about many times right here. So the high priest is literally standing or he is stepping into the river with the Holy Spirit. And the word says at the end of chapter three, that as soon as his feet, as soon as he, as soon as he put his foot down, the water stopped. And, and now we're coming here to Joshua chapter four, where it says, and it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them saying, take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, or out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood. You shall cover you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodge place before you, uh, where you will lodge tonight. And in verse 4, it says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst or into the middle of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribe of the children of Israel. So that, you, so that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be a memorial for the generation of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so, just as Joshua commanded them. And they took up 12 stones from the midst of the Jordan. And the Lord had spoken to Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged. And they laid them down there. Then, then also, 
apart from those stones, Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst or in the middle of the Jordan in the place where the feast where the feet of the priest were bore who bore the ark of the covenant or the or the holy spirit, the exact same place where he stood and those stones are there to this very day. Listen to this word today. No, let me break this apart, what it means for us today. Put your foot down. They were told to take 12 stones from the middle. Take 12 stones from the middle and make a memorial on the other side. A memorial is a memory. A memorial is supposed to remind us of why that memorial is there is to remind us of the process and things that happen it is a memory he said go make a memory why why would you want a memory why would you want a memorial of this of this event here why 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 make a memorial so that it's a memory so so that you can look back and say this is what the lord has done for me he said do it for the next generation what he was wanting was god knew that there would be generations that would follow that would one day be standing on the bank, standing between his word and the promise and there would be a bunch of junk there would be a pandemic for them to walk through and he knew that there needed to be a generation that could look across the banks of the river and see a pile of stones and said look if that generation did it, somebody's already been there, surely the Lord will bring us through, amen, he said they need a reminder, this generation needs a reminder that they can't stop in the middle of it but they got to keep going. And he said, it also needs to be a reminder. Why? So whenever you get there and somebody said, how did you make it through that mess? How did you make it through the pandemic? How did your church make it through? You can take them back to the stones and say, look what the Lord did for us. He never left us. He never forsaken us. He was there for us. Everything that came bad, he was turning it out for our good. Look what the Lord has done. He said, it's a memorial. It's a memory. He said, it's a, it's, it's, it's a place that for generations are going to be able to look to see how you made it through this mess. Generations. And then guess what? He didn't stop with that one. He went back into, I can't, I can't sit down much longer, sorry. I, he, said, he went back into the middle of the river. The exact place where the priest was standing and he took 12 more stones and made a circle in the exact same spot that the priest put his foot down. He, was, he said, I want to mark this spot because there was a man standing here with the, with the covenant. The man, the priest was standing here with the Holy Spirit. Why would you want to make, and why would you want to make a memorial where a bunch of water is about to overcome? He said, why? Because I want to remind generations to come that in the middle of it, the Holy Spirit met us. It was in the middle of it Right, I can take you to the point where the Holy Spirit came down. I can take you to the point right in the middle of it where the Holy Spirit came down. I can take you to the point where the priest put his foot down. It's a memorial to the ark. It's a memorial to the Spirit. Oh, there... There, some of you today, guess what? You may be in the middle of something in your life. I want to encourage you today. Put your foot down with the Spirit. Put your foot down on the devil's head and remind him that the Spirit of God is with you and he will not leave you. He will not forsake you. 
Put your foot down. The church needs to put your foot down just right in the middle of this situation that we are living in. Because guess what? It is in the middle. That is where the Holy Spirit will meet you. It is in the middle where the Holy Spirit begins to show himself off. It is in the middle where the Holy Spirit will keep you. Just The church has just got to put their foot down. The church has just got to put your foot down. Why? Because generations have come. Generations have moved in. Generations have come this way before. Why? Because he said, you know what? I know there's going to be a generation that's going to walk this same stuff. They're going to go through the same divorce. They're going to go through the same financial problems. They're going to go through the same pandemic. And when they get to this middle, they're going to be able to put their foot down and say, somebody's already been here. The Lord did not let them die. The Holy Spirit brought them up out of this. Somebody just needs to put your foot down. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. Don't be caught off guard. Put your foot down. I'm not going to fight you over a mask. Why? Because I'm standing in the spirit. Why? Because I've got more to do. I'm not, I'm not going to get caught off guard because of an argument. I'm not going to get caught off guard because of what, what's happening in this world. Why? Because I'm going to put my foot down. The church is in a place where you cannot be divided. But the church in the middle of this mess, we've got to get our foot down with the spirit of God. Stand together, move together, unite together, right in the middle of it all. Because right in the middle is where the Holy Spirit begins to do a work. Band, help me out. Do you realize what this generation did? Do you realize what this generation did? That generation that did not stop on the banks of the river, they transformed they transformed the future of the Jordan River forever. What they did is they set a path for every generation to start following. What they did, they transformed that water just by taking a moment just to mark the spot where the Spirit was in the middle of it all. They, 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 they marked that spot. Must I remind you what happened in the Jordan River after all of this? Must I remind you what happened in the Jordan River after this memorial? after the Holy Spirit was started coming into that river. In 2 Kings chapter 6, write that down. Elisha was leading his people and they were building things and they were chopping down trees. Guess what? Someone dropped their one and only axe into that river, right in the middle of the river. And guess what? It's an axe. Guess what it did? It began to sink and they began to cry out. How are we going to go any further? But guess what? Because the Holy Spirit, because they put their foot down on the Lord. Guess what happened? That axe head began to rise up and it was swimming around the waters. Why? Because the Spirit was right in the middle of that. I need somebody to shout with me today. I don't got the wind to shout by myself today. You see, whenever you drop yourself right in the middle of the Spirit, there will be times when you feel like you're about to drown. There will be times when you feel like you've lost it all. But guess what? If you just Put your foot down with the Spirit. He will resurrect you up again. He will cause things that you thought were dead to come back to life again. That is the power of the Spirit. Put your foot down, church. Right in the middle of it all, put his foot down. Guess what? Elisha didn't stop there. He started doing miracles right there because a generation had come through and reminded us of how we're supposed to act right in the middle of it all. But guess what? 
It did not stop there. It didn't stop there, my friend. Guess what? It did not stop in the Old Testament. It, the Jordan was still flowing in the New Testament. Guess what? One day, this man named Jesus Christ comes upon the scene. And guess what was in the water? John the Baptist just happened to be standing right in the middle of the Jordan River. And there's no theologian that can argue with me today. I believe John the Baptist was standing in the exact same spots on the exact same stones that that priest holding the Holy Spirit was that day. And he's standing in the middle of the Jordan and he looks over and there is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ comes in to save the world and he calls out to Jesus. And while there's got their foot down in the middle of the Jordan. Guess what happens? He baptizes Jesus Christ and the word says that all of a sudden, all of a sudden the heavens started opening, the sky split and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove upon Jesus. Why? Because they put their foot down right in the middle of it all. You gotta put your foot down, church. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. Today, God is just waiting on someone to get in this river. Build a memorial. Take some stones out. Start declaring it a battleground. I'm not building a memorial to COVID-19 in my life. COVID-19 is not going to run my life. I'm declaring it today. Why? Because I'm not going to live in a second Timothy mind state. But I know Joel chapter 2 is able to happen right here in the middle of this mess. So as I stand here today, I declare it today. I'm not building a memorial to those things. But I'm building a memorial right now in my life to the Spirit. Because I just want the Spirit of God to move. God doesn't need another church standing on the banks. Hmm. God doesn't need another church just standing on the banks. Well, the world's gone crazy. We can't do anything. Let's shut her down. Us four, no more. Let's lock the door. You know, we, let's, let's, let's get Granny's Bible. We went to Israel and we got prayer shawls and we got oil from Israel and we got water from the Dead Sea and we're just gonna we're just gonna die in this thing together. We ain't good now in the middle of that world. That world's crazy. The world, no, 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 we're, we're, we're gonna stay over here. The God does not need another church standing on the banks of the river. God doesn't need another church just ankle deep. God needs a church that is not afraid to get in the middle of it all and declare, you may see chaos, but I see revival happening. You may see disgrace happening, but I see a grace that is abundant that's coming to America. You may see all of these things happen, but I see the power of Jesus Christ in Joel chapter two, and it is possible right now. Would you stand up with me today and just and just put your foot down? Would somebody just pick Pick your level and just put it down with the spirit today. Would you just ankle put deep, it down? Waist deep, all the way in. Come on, we're going ankle deep. Waist deep, all the way in. Come on, we're going, we're going today. ankle deep. Waist deep, all the way in. We're going, we're going today. ankle deep. Waist deep, all the way in. We're going ankle deep.